There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Wowie wowie. Fun <laughs> episode today. Fun. Exciting. Fun. Uh, hip. <laughs> hip and scary. And scary. <laughs> it's not the faculty. No, we're not doing the faculty again. That would be wild. <laughs> what if we did the faculty again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Buckle up. Buckle up. Round two. <laughs> again, it's not the faculty. It's not. That's a joke. Um, but what's not a joke is the support of our new patrons this week. We take mm-hmm. that very seriously. Oh, absolutely. And first up, we've got a new champion for actors' rights. Uh, it is Mark Flackett. Thank you Whew. so much, Mark, for joining, for fighting for actors around the world. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mark. Thank you. We've also got a couple new vessel heads. We've got Stephanie Famelos, Jana Bratton, and Chloe. Welcome aboard. Great to have you here. Fighting for vessels all around the world. Fighting for vessels, an important fight as well. And a really important fight also is the fight to uh, make Tony Collette our global queen, (laughs) as we all do in Tony Collette's inner circle. She doesn't ask us to, she never would, but we do it because we love her. And these people love her as well. And they have joined this very important fight. And they are Callie Mobley, Thomas Schuerman, Katrina Van Berkham. Savannah Mabry, Kaylee Albers, Simon Lee, Amy DeZeller, Sarah Jones Anderson, a Ben Affleck's Amazon packages, <laughs> Kate, Eric Smiley, Carol Patricia, Claudia Davis, Lexi M, Lauren Connolly, Janetta Erickson, Claire, and Mike James. Holy wow. shit. Wow. With all this support, Tony will certainly become our global queen. And thank you all for that important work. We love you unconditionally forever. Starting now. Also very impressive that Ben Affleck's Amazon packages were able to figure out how to use a computer. Yeah. And sign up for a Patreon. I'm glad that was the first order of business. I can't wait until his Dunkin' Donuts order follows suit mm-hmm. and joins up. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, we've got a couple of people who have upgraded to higher heights in our Patreon, and they are Jen Vetter and Katie Bald. Holy smokes, we love you guys. Holy smokes. So much. Unconditionally. Forever. We've been loving you unconditionally forever. And, um, yeah, we hope you guys like this week's episode, which again is not the faculty. It's not the faculty a second time. <laughs> but we promise it's still good. And here it is. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i am too scared to watch scary movies i'm henley and i'm also too scared to watch scary movies i'm sammy and i like watching scary movies so i watch them and i tell you all about them give you all those details that you're dying to know but you're too scared to see for yourselves 
Oh my god, it's so much better than reading a Wikipedia article, I gotta say. So much better. So much better. I get to listen to your beautiful voice in my ear tell me about the most horrific things I've ever heard Mm. in my entire life. (laughs) A freaking dream come true. Oh, what a dream. (laughs) Wouldn't trade it for anything else. (laughs) No, I wouldn't trade it. If I was offered a trade, I wouldn't take it. If I was offered a trade for anything, (laughs) I wouldn't trade it. Not for anything. (laughs) Not for nothing, ever. Wouldn't trade it. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. And I've missed you guys because we have a rec- We took a little break. We recorded a bunch and then took time off because Emily and I went on vacation. <laughs> and um, so even though an episode came out regularly last week, I feel like uh, time has passed. Time has and passed. What the frick have you guys been up to? Okay, well, let me tell you what I've been up to, because (laughs) this is all I've been doing. I've watched 35 episodes of Love Island in like five days. Music to my ears. (laughs) I can't get enough of it. I go to bed thinking about it. I wake up thinking about it. It's all I want to talk about. It's all I want to do with my free time. I like it's literally you guys. It's the solution to being at home with a with an infant. Yes, Um, it truly because like. I can just keep it on all day, you know? I, like, don't need to turn it off. It's what I watch when I'm hungover, which is, like, being an infant (laughs) yourself. A great hangover show. You had always Mm. said that, and I never, like, could bring myself to watch it when I was hungover, because I was already... I was feeling, like, so shitty when I was hungover, and for some reason, the Mm. idea of watching Love Island, I felt like that would make me feel worse. No. It would have made me feel better, and it was a mistake, and I should have been watching it for years. (laughs) Wow. It's so great. It's so good. And I gotta tell you, so I turned it on, like... I turned it on one night while I was pumping. One thing I have to do now. And mm-hmm. I was like, maybe this would be a show that I watch while I do this. Turned it on. Tim had already kind of gone to sleep. He like comes out of the bedroom to go to the bathroom. I'm like halfway through an episode and I turned to him and I'm like, dude, we are watching Love Island. Love <laughs> Island is now my show. I love it <laughs> so much. I love that you were like, maybe this is what I watch when I pump. And then you said, this is what I watch Always. This is all I do. I'm never not watching it. And Tim was like, I was like, you got to watch with me. And he was like, no, absolutely not. Well, when I have it on 24-7, he can't help but watch it. No choice, no choice but. No choice but to watch it with me now. And I got to say, he's just as hooked as I am. He wants to know. Of course he is. He wants to know what's going to happen. I dare anyone to watch it and say differently. Give it a real chance. And I don't think I'm even watching like the good season. Like I've I've heard from other people that season three, Sammy, you told me season three. Season season one and season three are truly perfect pieces of television which one okay so i'm almost i'm almost done with season four so which one should i watch should i watch season one and then season three after this yeah where do you watch it hulu yeah it's on hulu okay i'll watch season one and let me know when you start season one and i'll watch it with you oh my god you will that would make me so happy i'm warning they're like 60 episodes (laughs) season one is a little shorter okay Okay. are there really 60 Yes. Season two, season three, I think is it's close to 60. 60? Yes. And they're full hour long. Yes. (laughs) It took me a year, I think, to watch one one season. One time. It's taken me. It's taken me like a week to watch. one season. (laughs) So That's where we are right now. Wow. Okay, I'm in. 
I'm literally, you guys, I'm not exaggerating. I'm watching at like 7 a.m. Because I'll wake up with Silas at like 5 a.m. And by 7.30, we're watching Love Island together. Silas has heard <laughs> so much Love Island. Oh my God, he's going to, his first words are going to be like, <laughs> chuffed. Chuffed. <laughs> They all call each other babe or babes, and I kind of love that. I'm going to start calling mm-hmm. you guys babes. Mm-hmm. Hey, babes. I love that, babe. I love that, babe. We're vibing, babe. babes. I fucking love it so hard. Anyway, that's that's what I've been doing. So happy for you and for Sammy, honestly. <laughs> yeah, this is huge for huge for everyone. Just a reminder, the time that I ate 25 milligrams of weed (laughs) i was watching love island and i had to turn it off because i thought that i couldn't speak english anymore because i couldn't understand anything any of them were saying (laughs) and i got scared i have to watch with subtitles oh no honestly that's i believe it because it's hard to understand what them their accents are so intense but what about you guys what have you been up to um i went to hawaii it was great i've never been it is beautiful as they say um it was great it was a lovely time i made i finished the outfits you guys i finished the outfits i wore the outfits the outfits were amazing by the way thank you i'm really glad that it got done and i learned a lot along the way that's the thing that is why it's also i get so obsessive about doing these things because it feels so good to like to start something and complete something and then to learn i made a robe for joel and i'm like now i can make fucking robes like that's so fun and cool and it's just you know so it was great and we had a lovely time and um and and i had been holding off on watching the white lotus until after which was the right choice Mm. um i but i have started i have not finished it i've watched the first three episodes so i'm finally finally up where everybody was several weeks ago which is obsessed with the white lotus and i just gotta say I also started watching Loki. I'm behind on that, too. Also really love it. Um, But man, oh, man. You know who I don't think enough about? You know who I don't think about enough? Who? Steve Zahn. Oh, Why am I, I not know. thinking about Steve Zahn all the time? <laughs> he is so incredible. He's such a that guy. Like, you see him yes. and you're like, that guy? What's who's that I would, guy? I would elevate him higher than I that guy. I would elevate because we know his name. It's yeah. Steve Zahn. And I feel like I've known his name for a while. So he did something. He did something. Same. I, I, I even tried to look him up because I was like, I know Steve Zahn. Like, I'm, but I looked him up and was like, I don't even know what. But See, this oh is my... why he's a that guy. What else yeah. has he been in? That's true. Yeah, yeah I, can't, true. I can't name but, a thing. I'm thinking of like, dude, where's my car? But I don't think, I think I'm thinking of Sean William Scott. <laughs> <laughs> That's but really funny. About, but oh my God, he is so fucking good in The White Lotus. It is I know we've talked a, a lot about Jennifer Coolidge, who is also, also obviously incredible. Like, it's her fucking show. But it is also Steve Zahn's show. And I know I'm not done with it yet. But when he's acting like a monkey, that episode where he decides he, st- he comes in the bedroom and he, he goes up, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, and he does that monkey thing for a while. I love I, I love imagining when I see shows like this, like what it said on the page. Like, I'm sure it just said, like, a character like acts like a gorilla and seeing his interpretation of it. is <laughs> fucking genius. And I have truly I'm like obsessed with him in this show anyway. So I've just been watching fucking 
I gotta say, I just looked up Steve Zahn at IMDb, and not one thing on his vast resume is standing out to me. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, what is it? Why do we know him? It's like Joyride and Sahara, and yeah, these are not jumping out at me either. Not at all. He was in You've Got Mail. That's the only one that I'm like, huh? Was he working in the bookstore? He was the voice in Stuart Little. That's what I know him from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, I just did this the other day because I was like, I fucking love Steve Zahn. Why am I not always thinking about Steve Zahn? I looked at his filmography and was like, I don't understand. Like, I, I like don't understand what. This is really I, fascinating. If anybody could fill us in on on why it is that we all know him and love him and yet don't know why or how. Anyway. I mean, he's just been in so many things, but all of them are not noticeable at all. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. Um, well, pretty big news over here as well. I have started practicing witchcraft. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. Sammy's, wow. Sammy's on that subreddit witchcraft. You better believe. Yes. <laughs> listeners will know that I dipped a toe into Reddit. Quickly went fully under. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> dived right in. <laughs> Pulled me in to the depths, the darkest depths. And I thought Reddit was going to be just nothing but bad news for the rest of my time with it. But then I stumbled across a subreddit called um, Witches versus Patriarchy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it got me interested, obviously. And I started kind of reading more about witchcraft we've got some witch listeners we've got we've gotten messages before um because we used to say hail satan and someone told us say hail hecate which mm -hmm. they actually say hail or they say hecate in white lotus and i was like oh they're talking about hecate um and i found there's a lot it's overwhelming there's a lot to know about witchcraft there's a lot of different types of witches there's and you can be multiple types you can be uh Wiccan, a, a pagan witch. You can be a green witch, a kitchen witch, an elemental witch. You can do candle magic. Astrology is part of witchcraft. Crystal work, tarot. Wow. There's a lot. And so I found a podcast called That Witch, which kind of breaks it down um, in a way that makes it a little easier for me to handle because I get pretty easily overwhelmed. And I sent Emily that there was something called bath magic. Emily you loves did. taking baths and you can put crystals in your bath and say a little um, spell before bath time. Mm -hmm. I thought that sounded very nice. That sounds great. I want to do yeah. that. Yeah, you, you you told me like tarot and, and astrology are witchcraft. So we're already we're already starting the journey. And mm -hmm. I told mm -hmm. I tomorrow it'll be in the past when this comes out, but in the future for us, tomorrow is a, is a big new moon, and I would like to do some new moon witchcraft with you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're witches. It's like, it's nice. It's like intention setting, and it's basically stuff that I've already been like trying to do anyways through like meditation and that kind of thing. And I think it similarly can be about checking in with yourself, being present with yourself, being intentional. And I just think... It's no, going to be a really great thing. I will us. say the one time ever that we all got together and made vision boards and set intentions and goals. A pandemic did happen. Then right the after. pandemic happened and, and life stopped <laughs> and none of our goals came to pass. So, but, True. you know, 
what are the odds of that happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying the whole pandemic was us making vision boards Ooh, its fault, I but hope not. I hope not. I'm basically just saying I really hope not. <laughs> and if I do witchcraft with you, and then it, it happens again, then I'll know. But until then, you know, once does not a pattern make. True. Um. So yeah, that's been pretty fun. I'll keep you guys posted. Seems like it's on on in theme on brand for the pod so i'll just keep you posted on my on my witchcraft journey i love it um but let's get into this week's movie which is very exciting a much anticipated film that speaking of said pandemic got postponed because of it um for a year or so and this week's movie is Candyman. the Woo-hoo. 2021 sequel to the original. 19- oh, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. It is not a remake. Oh, I thought it was a remake oh. too. Oh, now okay. that's cool. It's a sequel. It is directed by Nia DaCosta, written by Nia DaCosta, Wynne Rosenfeld, and Jordan Peele, okay. starring Yahya Abdul Mateen II, Tayona Paris, Nathan Stewart Jarrett, and Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo is the guy from Euphoria that plays Zendaya's. Um, sponsor who we love so much oh i love him he is so great so good he's so 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 good everyone is really good in this and it's so well directed i have some problems with it which we'll get into okay but but i think overall i really i really enjoyed this movie hell yeah jenna and i went to see it in in a theater and we were the only ones in the theater and it was oh, a pretty fun. big theater. And then I think like a work uh, person who worked there came in a little bit into the movie and started like kind of making a little bit of noise in the back at like scary parts. And it really freaked me out. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Why would you come in as it's like getting scary and start making mysterious noises behind me? Especially oh. in a huge theater when you're alone. I yeah. hate that. I yeah. always get spooked in theaters for scary movies. I'm on edge. I'm on edge in movie theaters for sure too. Um, but what do you guys know about Candyman, the original? Any, any? Uh, I, I presume no one, neither of you have seen it. But what do you know about it? Well, we've saw a significant portion of the movie in one of those history of horror episodes, so I feel like horror noir. Yeah. Oh, and horror noir. Yeah, horror noir. So I feel like I've actually seen so many clips from it. There's. The bees. Yeah, I know there's a lot of bees, and he has a hook, mm-hmm. and something that you like summon him. It's like sort of a Beetlejuice thing if you say yep. his name enough. Yep. And and he had kind of a traumatic backstory where something like awful happened to him, and I don't know what it is. But... Incredibly traumatic. Yes. Oh no, uh, we're gonna find out. I bet. And we'll get into that because that's part of what's so interesting about this sequel is that one of the you know, main complaints about the original is that it's kind of using this black trauma as entertainment. And that's oh. something we're kind of like reckoning with now. Yeah. And I re- do you guys remember that show them that came out recently that had like yes. a huge backlash? Cause it was yes. like, why the fuck are we doing this? Like, is this entertainment? What is this? And mm. I think this movie, the 2021 one is trying to trying to answer that in a way that's like, um, this is the first one with also with a black protagonist like in can the original Candyman and the sequels girl, right? it's all told from a white perspective oh i'd forgotten that 
Yeah. And so what's yeah, what's great about this film is that it's like told from a black point of view and kind of rewriting the narrative of Candyman as like not just being black trauma for entertainment value. Hmm. Okay, that's great. Should we, would it be useful for you to like quickly recap the first movie? Does it important to do that in order to understand the sequel? Or are you going to do that yes, anyway? I think, I think I'll do that. I think I'll read you the Wikipedia synopsis. But before we get into that, let me give you some trivia. And also note to listeners, we will be retiring our cocktail hour. Um, Sorry to announce, but we have over 100 cocktails in previous episodes for you to choose. Yeah, we were really scraping the bottom of the barrel there with (laughs) cocktail recipes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, sorry, guys. If you want to know our favorite cocktails or just if you can always just message us and be like, I want to have a cocktail tonight. I mean, don't do it too much, but <laughs> already I'm like, this is. But you know, we like cocktails. We'll help. We'll help you out with some cocktails, but we're just not gonna pair them with films anymore. Do it here any anymore? Yeah, yeah. We've done we've done several cocktails. We've done some really outlandish ones. Um, yeah. I think mostly outlandish ones are left. So <laughs> yeah, yeah we're moving on. Yeah, exactly. We're moving on. Uh, so Candyman, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72 on Metacritic, 8.3 on IMDb. Very impressive. IMDb is the toughest critic of all time. Yes, wow. love this one. It came out on August 27th, 2021. The budget was $25 million. So far, it's made $40 million. It's still in theaters currently. Cool. And upon the second day of its release, it dethroned Free Guy. <laughs> to be the top box office um, so to get the number one spot. Sorry, Reynolds. <laughs> get out of here, free guy. <laughs> and uh, made Nia DaCosta the first black female director to hold that record. Oh, oh hell yeah. Shit. Wow, that's wild that it's the first time that that's happened. But also, of course, it Not is. Not surprising, yeah. Cause... Um, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, that's cool. Um, and production was brought back to the Cabrini Green neighborhood. So it take the original takes place in Cabrini Green, which is a housing projects in Chicago. And they filmed this also there. And, um, Jordan Peele was originally set to also direct the film. That's all the trivia says. No, 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 like, uh, why that changed, but I guess he was originally supposed to direct. Um, and yes, that it is a sequel and not a remake and it ignores the events of the other sequels. Cause there is a Candyman two and three. Oh, so it's, it's a direct sequel to the first. That's right. I love that because I think the two and three from what I've heard are like not good. <laughs> so they're I just, just also ignoring love it. That you can make that choice to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, but we're like, it, it, like almost like the first one is this like hub and there are branches it's like it could have been this sequel but it's going to be this sequel instead you yeah cool. yeah i love it and uh the crew encountered a bee infestation during filming get out <laughs> no <laughs> really? yeah i guess so which is very funny there are yep bees in it and there are bees in it I know in the original they they used a lot of bees. Oh, you know what I read is that in the original they bred bees specifically for the film because I guess bees 
under two days old can't sting yet they haven't like developed their stinger and so they would have like newborn bees to act with (laughs) just a bunch of baby bees yeah um but then also tony todd did still get stung a bunch tony todd plays the original Candyman, and he wrote it into his contract that he had to get a thousand dollar bonus every time he got stung and he got stung 26 times so made twenty six thousand dollars <laughs> damn whoa 26 bee stings would suck yeah but i mean it'd be worth 26 grand i guess i would get stung 26 times by bees to get i think it was like not all at once too it was like over the sure, course <laughs> sure <laughs> but wait still. that's actually fascinating that that you can even do that like that you can write anything into a contract obviously but whoever thought of that and like negotiated it what a strange thing where it's like no we're negotiating down the amount he gets per bee sting that's what we're in the middle of right now it's so weird yeah is tony todd in this one briefly okay um and i think that's probably Probably because they wanted to distance a, a bit from it. I'm not sure. And also Tony Todd is older. older and yeah. um, but I'll say more on this after we talk about because okay. I think there's a reason why he's okay. not in it more. I'd be curious how Tony Todd feels about this Candyman, and I bet I could find out if I looked. Yeah, I'd be interested too. Okay, so I think let's watch the trailer. Have you guys seen this trailer? No. Maybe bits and pieces, but not probably not in its entirety. Oh, no. I don't like the face you're making. No, I think you're going to like it. Okay. This is a good trailer. Wee! I'm nervous. Candyman. The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 Well, we're still alive. <laughs> Let's go. Trina, you broke the door. feel really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green. It was the projects. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You look up a candy man. He's the monster that's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't. Don't say that. Candyman. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Something's happening to me. He had a purpose for you to be another one of his terrible stories. I guess he found me. 
good this looks so good oh man this looks way better than anticipated i didn't know it was gonna be that good oh my god it looks incredible oh my song choice the song (gasps) choice the song choice it's an excellent trailer and i think the thing about the movie that like really stood out for me nia da costa is such a good director and it's like so it looks so good like visually, oh, I mean, the performances are all so good too. I mean, Yaya Abdul Mateen II is so great too. Oof, I love it. It looks oh unbelievable. Like, it looks really fucking good. Want to see it, but it looks really scary. But I want I to see it. I think you could. Well, there's a yeah. I mean, but maybe we'll, ta- once we'll you talk tell about me. it. <laughs> um. Also, it's just interesting. I was like, oh, Jordan Peele loves having a protagonist who's a photographer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even just like having the the way he has the camera str- I was like, oh yeah. I feel like that's like similar to how protagonists are like writers too. It's yeah. like the protagonist is always just an like an artist. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit! It looks so good and very scary. Yikes! Also, just the idea of it being like an art piece, the fact that it's Oof. in a gallery. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am so excited to know what happens. Mm. I'm fucking stoked i'm excited to tell you guys oh my god tell us tell us tell us okay let's let's just let's get into it it's the bleakest time of the year so you know what that means we deserve to get cozy on the couch rewatch our favorite tiktok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine if you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle you will love our next sponsor naked wines did you know that when you buy wine today most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging big budget marketing campaigns and tax that is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. 
one last time. That's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to start by reading the Wikipedia synopsis of the original Candyman for some uh backstory for context. Um okay. okay. While researching urban legends, Chicago semiotics graduate, I had never heard the word semiotics before, <laughs> but you'll get um, what it means in the rest of this sentence. Uh, semiotics graduate student Helen Lyle learns of the Candyman, a spirit who, when a person says his name five times to a mirror, appears and kills the summoner by using a hook attached to the bloody stump of his right arm. I guess it doesn't explain what semiotics is. She's like studying... Um, Legends? Urban legends, yeah. Okay, okay. She is inspired to take on the project after learning about a woman named Clara, Clara who was murdered in her suburban home while babysitting. Helen also learns from two cleaning ladies that Ruthie Jean, a a resident in the notorious Cabrini Green housing project, is rumored to have been killed by the Candyman and discovers there have been 25 similar murders in the area. Skeptical, Helen and her friend Bernadette Walsh repeat the Candyman's name to Helen's bathroom mirror, but nothing happens. Helen and Bernadette are working together on a thesis on how the residents of Cabrini Green use the Candyman legend to cope with hardship. She and Bernadette visit the scene of Ruthie Jean's murder, where Helen discovers a room where apparent offerings have been left for the Candyman. Afterwards, they meet Ruthie Jean's neighbor, Anne-Marie McCoy, a single mother raising her infant son, Anthony. Sorry, Henley. Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Helen and her husband, Trevor, have dinner with Professor Philip Purcell, an expert on the Candyman legend, who exposits that the Candyman, born in the late 1800s as the son of a slave, grew up to become a well-known artist who was highly sought after to paint paint portraits of wealthy white people. However, after he fell in love with and fathered a child with the daughter of one such family, her father sent a lynch mob after him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Once captured, they cut off his right hand and smeared him with honeycomb stolen from an apiary, attracting bees that stung him to death. What the fuck? His corpse burned in a pyre and his ashes scattered across the land on which Cabrini Green was eventually built. Oh, my God. When Helen returns to Cabrini Green, she is attacked by a man who calls himself the Candyman. After surviving the assault, she identifies her attacker, who turns out to be the head of a gang called the Overlords. The police assume he is responsible for the murders. However, the real Candyman appears to Helen in a parking garage and hypnotizes her. He explains that because she has discredited his legend, he must shed innocent blood to perpetuate it. Helen blacks out and awakens in Anne-Marie's apartment covered in blood to find Anne-Marie's pet Rottweiler has been decapitated and her son Anthony stolen. The distraught Anne-Marie attacks Helen, whom the police arrest while she is defending herself. After Trevor bails her out of jail, Helen looks at photographic slides taken during her first visit to Cabrini Green and finds that one contains the Candyman. He appears inside Helen's apartment and cuts her neck, causing her to bleed and pass out. Bernadette arrives at Helen's apartment, and when Helen comes to, she sees that the Candyman has murdered Bernadette. 
Framed for the crime, Helen is sedated and taken to a psychiatric hospital where she is kept in restraints. A month later, psychiatrist Dr. Burke interviews Helen to prepare her for her upcoming trial. She attempts to prove her innocence by summoning the Candyman who appears and murders Dr. Burke, allowing her to escape despite being framed for Burke's murder. Helen then flees to Cabrini Green to confront the Candyman and rescue Anthony. When she finds the Candyman is in his lair, he tells her that surrounding, surrendering to him will ensure Anthony's safety. Offering Helen immortality, the Candyman opens his coat, revealing a rib cage wreathed in bees. The bees pour out of his mouth as he kisses her and stream down her throat. This is also, they were using real bees. And so this Jesus is when Tony Christ. Todd had like real bees in his mouth. <laughs> oh my God. He vanishes with Anthony and Helen awakes to discover a mural of the Candyman and his lover who bears a striking resemblance to her. The Candyman promises to release Anthony if Helen helps him strike fear into Cabrini Green's residence. However, attempting to feed his legend, the Candyman reneges and attempts to immolate both Helen and Anthony in a bonfire. The Candyman is destroyed by the flames and Helen saves Anthony but dies from severe burns. The residents, led by Anne-Marie, go to Helen's funeral to pay their respects. At home, the guilt-ridden Trevor looks into the mirror and says Helen's name five times, whereupon Helen's vengeful spirit appears and kills him with a hook. In the Candyman's former lair, a new mural of Helen, dressed in white with her hair ablaze, is seen, implying that she now belongs to the local folk folklore. Oh, okay. Sorry, that was longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> but okay. Just to give us some context. Will um, Helen be in this second movie at all? She's like referred to. Okay. Sammy, have you seen the original Candyman? I saw it like as a kid and I did. I I meant to rewatch it for this, but I didn't. And I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's okay. Uh, I just wondered if how necessary it was going into the new one. I don't think it's super necessary, but it definitely like refers to it a lot. And I just find it interesting kind of to know what it's talking about. Yeah. Especially since it's like trying to rewrite some of the lore in it. Um, and because this movie's in theaters, yeah, it's I apologize if this is not a, a hundred percent accurate retelling, but I'm gonna give you all the stuff you need. Okay, fantastic. You always do. Okay, so it opens with a scene of a young boy in Cabrini Green. Um, this is a flashback, I think it said the seventies, I can't remember. And he's there's like cops parked outside the housing projects watching this little boy as he takes his laundry into the laundry room. And the laundry room has like a huge hole in the wall with just like darkness behind it. And you can't see what's in there. And it's like the laundry room's in a basement. So it's already creepy. This little boy's in there. He's probably like 10 so what am I saying? He's probably he's eight. eight. He's definitely eight. <laughs> oh my God, Sammy. Doing his own laundry at eight. Really impressive. <laughs> and uh, he's creeped out by the hole in the wall. And the lights is one of those timer lights where you turn it for X no. amount of minutes. Why do those exist? I know. For the- energy saving, but I don't like it. It's creepy. It's definitely a creepy kind of light. And so the timer goes out and it's not too dark, though, because it's daytime. So there's it's just like not brightly lit. 
Um, and then out from the hole comes a little piece of candy tossed at the little boy. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> and he like he's scared. He he looks very suspicious and nervous, but kind of approaches it. And then we see the form of a man kind of laughing coming out of this hole. And he is dressed in the Candyman look, which is like a like a long coat with a white kind of fur collar thing, and he has a hook hand, but it is not Tony Todd. It is a different man. Um, okay. And as he comes out, the little boy screams, and we see the cops from outside hear the scream and run in, and then it cuts, and we get. Our opening credits, the opening credits are so cool. They're, I don't mean, it's like Chicago City shot from like street level looking up. And so it's kind of oh. like you're upside down type thing. They're oh, really cool. cool. And there was trivia that said that the opening credits of the original Candyman featured moving footage of Chicago filmed from above. In this version, the credits features footy. Of the city footage of the city filmed from below. <laughs> footy. Footy. footy of the city. Footy of That's the city. what you say. If you're in the industry, you call it footy. We call it footy. Get some good footy of this. But yeah, the, the opening credits did stand out to me as like very cool, and the music in them is really cool as well. Uh, then we meet Troy and Grady, who are a couple, and they're going to dinner at Troy's sister's house. And Troy's sister is Brianna, who is um, Tiona Paris, and her boyfriend is Anthony, who is Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, and their apartment is, like, incredible. Everyone, and they're all so hot. That's <laughs> just like... Oh, my God. Uh, that was my biggest takeaway from this trailer. It, it looked beautiful, but also because everyone in it was... So oh beautiful. my god they're all so hot and i'm just <sighs> like this life like what do they do for jobs that they can live in this beautiful apartment i'll tell you what they do brianna <laughs> is a uh art gallery director this is funny i have a friend oh, named. i Bri do think they make good money yeah i think they do but i have a friend named brianna and i feel like i always go back and forth between brianna and brianna so sorry <laughs> i do that <laughs> and also that makes me think of rihanna who's her mm -hmm. name is rihanna and but everybody just says Rihanna, but she says Rihanna. Yeah. Rihanna. Oh, she yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. So yeah, she is an art gallery director, and Anthony is an artist, and um, they're having dinner, and this is where there's like a ton of exposition about Cabrini Green. They live just outside of Cabrini Green in this kind of like luxury homes that have been built up next to them. Cabrini Green has been abandoned. And mm -hmm. they're talking about gentrification and how, you know, white people built the projects and then tore them down when they realized they they built the pro like built the ghetto or something like that. And so that people could gentrify and move in and they could make money and whatnot. And there's like a ton of exposition about it. Um, and we see that Anthony's art on the walls is like close-ups of black men's chests with like nooses hanging around their necks that's oh. like what some of his main pieces are and um just we'll come back to that later and 
So after they have their dinner, Troy says, do you guys want to hear a scary story? And Brianna says, no. (laughs) Made me laugh. I got a lot of respect for that choice. (laughs) Uh (laughs) But everybody else does. So he tells the scary story and he tells basically the story of Helen Lyle. And he's like, this is real. It's a true thing that happened. This white woman like cut the head off of a Rottweiler and killed like 26 people. Ended with her stealing a baby to sacrifice in the fire and tells this whole spooky story. And it's also done with the kind of I don't know if you guys saw that puppet thing that they did for Candyman. Oh, yeah. It's really cool, like animation, little puppet show that they do. And so they kind of yeah do a little flashback via that. You know, Brianna's like, I'm literally going back and forth each time I say it, Brianna, Brianna. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's like, no, that's, yeah, no, that sounds like bullshit. But Anthony seems kind of interested in this. It's kind of catching his attention. And after uh, Troy and Grady go home, Anthony's like Googling it and says he was like telling the truth this really did happen she really did cut the head of a rottweiler like this is so weird reads that you know it all took place in cabrini green which is right near and so he takes his camera to go uh basically explore the abandoned projects and as he is taking photos he gets stung by a bee right well and he's he's walking around it's creepy i mean anything abandoned is pretty creepy and he meets a man named william burke who is like the only person there and i guess he owns a laundromat nearby this is um coleman domingo okay and he basically tells him the story of candy man he's like oh you're here looking for candy man and gives him some more backstory and then we flash back to the opening scene and the little boy was this man William Burke so that's a okay a young William Burke and he says basically what happened was razor blades started appearing in candy and there was a man that lived here named Sherman Fields who had a hook hand that gave candy to children and we see after he screamed um and the police ran in he says something like, that's when I, I I saw the like true horror and we like you don't see it, but they basically beat Sherman Fields to death after the after young William Burke screams. And and then Jesus. after after he dies, razor blades are still found in candy. So it's basically like he wasn't it wasn't him. Did you ever on Halloween were you told to like Never, you know, I mean, this is also just good sense, but like, oh, you know, only prepackaged candy if anybody tries to give you because but I feel like if the thought was like because there's going to be razor blades in it. Yeah, it's definitely a prevalent urban legend. And it's just like, has that ever happened? One that I got a lot where I grew up was that there was razor blades in the slides at, at playgrounds. Like, oh, Jesus, into the slides. And so I'd always that. Yeah, fucking scared me so bad. So I'd always check slides before I went down them. This at like 10 years old or something. I'm like, well, Damn. I don't want to get all fucking sliced up by razor blades so I mean, that's for sure. so scary that's i never heard that now i'm gonna be like worried about that looking at slides check the slides check the slides <laughs> look we're, we're just, just saying just, check them it's just good sense it's, ju- it's just good sense to check the slide 
Oh, my God. So then he says, now the myth is that basically because he was wrongfully killed. Now the myth is that if you say Candyman five times into a mirror, he'll come, he'll appear and kill you. This guy. Yeah. This guy that was murdered by the cops. Well, he's I I mean, this is where I get a little confused. And so. I think we'll we'll talk more about it later. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, And so Anthony finds this all really fascinating and he goes home and like previously we've seen that he hasn't had like a hit art piece in a while. And so um, he's feeling inspired and he starts making a piece about Candyman. And there's a scene with um, a gallery owner, a white guy who is kind of saying like, oh, like your last pieces were so good. Speaking of the pieces of the like the black man's chest with like a noose visible. And so this is where it's like commenting on the like black trauma as entertainment. And so it's like, yeah, yeah. we want more like that. Like what that the emotion that conveys is so, conveys is so powerful. And it's like just kind of like gross. Gross. And yeah. um, so Anthony says like he's he's making a pro- uh, like project about um cabrini green and the projects and the white gallery owners like yes like i love that i love that and at home anthony tells brianna about it too and says you know i've found out this this legend that if you say Candyman five times into a mirror and he starts going candy man candy man and again she's like no 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 fuck that don't do that my kind of woman. But he does it. He does it five times, but nothing Into happens. Into a mirror? Into a or mirror. to her? To a mirror. Mm. Well, you know, actually, that's... Int- there's, like, one of their walls is reflective glass, so maybe he wasn't intentionally doing it into a mirror. Um, But nothing seems to happen, but we do see Candyman's reflection ever so blink and you'll miss it in in like the glass wall of the house mm. they nobody notices it's just standing there so that he's he works on a piece he finishes a piece that has it's basically like a mirror cabinet that you look into the mirror on the outside and um can open it and there's some of his paintings of Candyman, uh and it has the little description next to it on the wall in this little gallery show. And there's so much like art talk in this movie that really also confused me just because I'm like so not in the art world and just the way that an art critic speaks. It's like so pretentious. And I th- think it's like it's making fun of that. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I would feel the same way. I know nothing about I know nothing how about to art. Speak, speak about art. No, yes. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, but so we see like a teenage girl looking at the piece and taking photos of it. And then an art critic, a white lady is looking at his piece and he comes up next to her and is saying like, oh, like, what do you think? Like, it's supposed to invite you in to say his name. And she's kind of a dick about it. I can't remember what she says, because, again, it's like art speak. But one thing that she says is when he's talking about kind of the commenting on gentrification she says well your kind is why gentrification happens and he's like excuse me and she's like artists like they're the ones that move into uh 
cheap housing and popularize it. And it's just like this very cringy scene of like him just like wide eyed looking at this fucking <laughs> bitch. And um, so this yeah conversation doesn't go well. Like He's clearly trying to impress this critic, but she's clearly awful. And the the gallery owner is talking to Brianna, who is, I think, like Anthony's rep. Again, I don't know how the art world works, but it's like kind of like the gallery owner is like doing this as a favor to her, too, or is like. And he's a little stressed that the piece isn't doing well. So there's some tension there of like, I hope, you know, Anthony can make a better piece than this or something like that. I don't know. But the, is the is the goal is for someone to buy something like that? I guess. I don't. It yeah. seems like why. I yeah. think so. Okay. Um. So, yeah, the piece is not like super well received and tensions kind of build leading to Anthony and the gallery owner guy getting in kind of a fight and Anthony and Brianna like leave anthony like storms out he gets a little drunk too because he's he's like stressed that it's not doing well and um so they leave and we stay in the gallery as the show's over everyone's gone now and it's just the gallery owner and his girlfriend and it's nighttime now doors are locked and um they're kind of flirting and uh, decide they're gonna like have sex in the gallery and she has these little belt things where she attaches herself to him which must be some sort of sex thing that I've just never seen and I've seen the Fifty Shades of Grey movies oh yeah you've been around the block <laughs> there's not a sex thing in the world that isn't in those movies I thought so <laughs> but this is a little um, sex belt where you attach yourself to okay. the person but it seems like Fun. don't you need to take your clothes off Anyways, whatever. Interesting new sex accessory that I learned. Yeah, Interesting so new much. sex accessory. <laughs> so, so much to learn. And they're making out and kind of moving around the gallery and they pause in front of the mirror and that uh, Anthony's exhibit and kind of start teasing each other, daring each other to say it. And they're kind of making fun of it, saying this is so, so stupid. Yeah, fine. Like, they do it. And so they say Candyman five times. Right, right. They're making making out. He's he's behind her. They're both facing the same direction, and he's behind her. And so we see in the mirror reflection, we see Candyman. And that's one cool thing about Candyman is that he doesn't appear in, the, like, actual physical space visibly he's like only visible in the mirrors like a vampire i guess and well, opposite of a vampire. oh sorry opposite of a vampire mm-hmm. opposite of a vampire yep um so we see Candyman in the mirror they don't see him and he is behind them and he uses his hook hand and slits the girl's throat oh shit and okay it happens really fast as they're like still like mid hooking up and the gallery owner is like so, so caught off guard. He plays it pretty well. Like he's just like, is this what? Like, is this real? Is this happening? Like, he's so freaked out and like doesn't know. Like his brain is not comprehending that it's actually happening. Mm. 
Which is how you would it would probably work. Right? Like, like you'd be like, wait, what? Like nobody's here. Like Yeah. Who this just, doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make sense. He's looking around, he's not seeing anything. Uh, and then in another mirror, he sees Candyman and Candyman's like walking along the back of the gallery using his hook to like tear through a piece of art. So it's got like a creepy cloth tearing sound effect. And he just starts freaking out and tries to run. But he is attached to his now dead girlfriend with the <gasps> belt. Oh, oh, right. Fuck. And so he's like panicking and trying to undo these clasps. And he gets it undone finally and runs for the door, but it's locked and I think he needs a key. And so he's just like banging on the door. And again, in the reflection, we see Candyman slice his fucking Achilles tendon. Oh, that's gross. And so he collapses, but he's still using his hands to hang on to the door handles and Candyman picks him up and is pulling him by his feet, but it's the way we see it is he it's invisible. And so he's just being pulled by an invisible force and eventually uh, is pulled all the way out of sight. And we just hear screaming. Yep. Yep. Mm. And the next day, Brianna comes um, into work at the gallery and finds them and we get a look at the guy and his whole belly has been sliced open and there's bees everywhere bees buzzing all around them she screams calls the police and we cut to later um her at home with anthony and troy her brother watching the news like a news report about it and in the report, they say two people were killed um, seemingly after saying, I think because it, they can tell that they were like killed with a hook or something. Somehow they like know that it's connected to the Candyman piece. And they say Anthony McCoy's piece on the Candyman saying that if you say Candyman f- five times, like is maybe this is some kind of prank that someone thought that they would you know, make that come to this life. Is more than a, this is more than a prank. It's more than a prank. <laughs> I would not, I'm a murder, I wouldn't call a prank. A brutal, violent, prank. D- uh, disgusting prank. prank. <laughs> a brutal prank. I mean, you gotta admit, they got pranked pretty good. <laughs> they got pranked pretty good. <laughs> um, oh my God. And we see that Anthony is like smiling and is excited that they have said his name on the news. And oh, so so he's bad now. Like he's been possessed or something. Well, like we that's see what that implies. The bee sting on his hand is now looking nastier. It's like a big scab is forming and kind of a lot bigger than you would think a bee sting would be. It's like now taking up most of his hand. And Brianna's like obviously very disturbed by the fact that he's like excited that they said his name in this news segment. And he's like, no, yeah. no, no. He's like, obviously, it's horrible. It's horrible. But like, it's kind of cool. Good, babe. It's <laughs> good. It's exposure. It's just a prank. It's just a prank. <laughs> it's just a fun prank. Um, but yeah, we are seeing that Anthony is definitely starting to act a little differently. Uh, getting like super preoccupied, a little obsessed with this kind of in the beginning, him and Brianna are like this very ideal couple and he's now kind of like tuning her out a bit and 
just very singularly focused on Candyman stuff and this myth getting like so wrapped up in it. And Brianna goes out to work one day and says, you know, don't forget you're supposed to go to your mom's tonight. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see him. He's painting all just painting and painting and painting. And he's painting a lot of black faces, like looking either disfigured or mutilated, like really haunting paintings, very dark. And Brianna comes home that night and is all annoyed and says to him, like, you forgot about your mom. That was like the one thing I told you you're supposed to see her at seven. Now she's mad at me. She called me and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. And Brianna's seeing like some things uh, different about him. And uh, then there's like a, she has like a nightmare about Candyman that I can't remember now, but it's like a good a good dream sequence that makes it seem like Candyman's in the house with them, but she wakes up and it was just a dream, but like right where Candyman was in the dream, uh, Anthony is standing. It's like in their bathroom. And so she wakes up and sees that it's Anthony standing there and he's just kind of glazed over in the eyes, rinsing Mm. his hand in the sink. And she like comes in and is like, hey, like it's the middle, middle of night. And she's like, what's going on? Are you okay? And he's like kind of just grunting, doesn't really answer her and just slowly like pushes her out of the bathroom. He's like, I'll be out in a minute and like closes the door. But like he's definitely acting not normal, not normal. normal. Um, So the next day, Brianna tells him that she has like they have an important dinner that night, some other gallery owner from New York is going to be in town. And she's like, please don't, please don't mess this up. But Anthony has uh, some, a meeting with the art critic from the show where she now wants to interview him on his piece and on the tragedy that happened after it. And so he goes to her house and um she's all now interested in him and is like so tell me more about like Candyman and is just like changed her tune from earlier and she's now like yeah this is so fascinating and he because of the prank because of the brutal <laughs> prank that happened afterwards <laughs> yes because of the really God. successful prank if i knew that just doing a prank like this would lead to so many good things. I would be pranking people left and right. <laughs> Watch out, World Henley's going to learn the power of pranks. Brutal we don't pranks. often talk about how much pranks can be good. This is like a good prank. <laughs> Pretty All good right. prank. Um, but That's in this enough. conversation, he he dares her to say it. And he's like, yeah, it's um, like, I just find it really fascinating. And have you done it? Like, I dare you to do it. And... She's like, oh, I'm not going to do that. She gets up, goes to the bathroom. And we see him start picking at the scab on his hand, which has now spread even further. And it's probably up up to his wrist. His whole hand is like a scab. It looks very gross. And he picks at it and peels part of it off. We're getting some body horror. This is very reminiscent of the fly. Oh, God. And he peels off a piece and it like starts like bleeding and pussing. Ew. <laughs> and he like walks over to her bar table. There's a towel there and he, ra- he wraps his hand up in the towel like he he 
seems like also grossed out by it. And we see in the bathroom her looking in the mirror, tempting, tempted to say it. We don't see if she does or not. We go back out to him and he's like, she's been in there a little too long. And he like walks into the hallway and at the end of the hallway is a mirror and he sees Candyman in it. And he he ducks it, like, gar- blocks his face like he's scared. And Candyman in the mirror does the same. And so he starts walking oh. up to it. And Candyman is his reflection. So it's mirroring him. It still looks like the man we saw in the beginning. But he is just moving exactly in tune with Anthony. Got it. Is Candyman wearing the iconic jacket with a trim and all that? Yes. Okay. So he's getting really freaked out. And then the art critic comes out of the bathroom, kind of kind of a jump scare and startles him and can see that he's very freaked out all of a sudden and is kind of like, what what's going on? And he's like, uh, you know, nothing. I don't feel good. I, I got to go. And he leaves and she looks confused. And we're thinking, "Mm, she must not have said Candyman five times in the mirror. And then this amazing shot, it's like a drone shot from outside of her apartment. She lives in like um, some sort of high rise building. And this drone shot just pulls out from her apartment and we see her basically be murdered by an invisible man. And so she's like lifted up. And her neck is broken and she's kind of like flung around the apartment. But there's no like sound effects to it because we're not in the room with her. So it's just this. I think this is in the trailer. Yes. I think this shot's for a second in the trailer. It's just and I was for like, a second the in the this? trailer. Yeah. But the shot goes on for a while. Like you see like her full. It's probably that's probably a minute or maybe a little less. But it's it's substantial of just like a very cool shot. Mm. Um, And we see Anthony show up at the dinner with Brianna and the other gallery owner that's in town at some swanky restaurant. And his hand's looking worse and worse. He's kind of very distracted by it, keeps like peeling up the little towel he's wrapped around it, and he's like still like picking at it. And it it almost looks like like a tree trunk. You know, like it's like the texture of like bark. Yeah, gross. Ew. Uh, no, and do you guys know, this was just driving me crazy. This is not important. But what's the word of something turning into wood? Like calcifying is like turning to bone, right? Or just like hardening. But is there a, a word for when something turns to petrifying? Isn't that petrifying? Isn't that turning to wood? Like the petrified um, forest? <laughs> Maybe it's not. I think that's I don't something think that wood true. does. Yeah, but I don't think it turns to... I don't think there's a thing that, like, turns to wood. Okay, well, that would put my mind at ease because I tried to think of this... I don't think there's anything that turns to wood. I tried to think of this... What turns into other things? Okay. Yeah. Well, listeners, if there is a word, let me know. Let let us know. If if not, great. I can rest easy tonight because I didn't (laughs) didn't sleep a wink last night. (laughs) No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Just like, what is the word for turning to wood? Turning to wood. What is it? <laughs> All night long. Um, and as they're at dinner, we see Brianna's looking, you know, annoyed because he's acting real weird where she specifically said this dinner is important to her. 
He's. I said, don't be weird. <laughs> You're being weirder than you've ever been before. <laughs> this is exactly the opposite of what I said. And then in the middle of the dinner, they all get notifications on their phone that the art critic has been found dead in her apartment. And Anthony very suspiciously stands up and is like, I gotta go. (laughs) 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 Which is like so suspicious, but never comes. They don't like seem suspicious. It never comes back. They're like, you do you. you. You're being fucking weird. So get out of here. (laughs) He just needs some air. (laughs) Um, And so he heads to the library. Uh, research montage is i mean it's it's research not as much of a montage but it's he does some research a research moment a research moment and it counts he starts looking up files about helen lyle and he wants to learn more about or he's able to i think track down her project because she was working on like a thesis and i think he tracks down her Mm. audio recordings she spoke into like a tape recorder So he's learning more about the things that she discovered. And I think probably she was on a similar, in a similar mental state as he is kind of a decreasing, like getting a little feeling crazier and crazier type of thing. And so I think he's like Mm. hearing some of what he's going through in these recordings. And so he gets freaked out and he goes into he he gets up to leave and he gets into the elevator, which every wall in the elevator and the ceiling are all mirrors. So it does that thing where there's mirrors on both sides and it looks like infinite rooms Mm -hmm. on both sides. And then the elevator stops suddenly and very jerkily he falls down and in the ceiling his he sees the reflection of Candyman again he starts screaming freaking out and then the elevator doors open and it's a bunch of high school students and he's on the floor like his books fallen over and just screaming and like guarding his face and then looks embarrassed and gets up and and gathers his stuff and walks out and a few things about this scene the fact that I hate how much wanting to be socially normal affects behavior because it happened to me even just later in this film where scary noises were happening behind me. And I was like, well, I don't want to turn around and like embarrass myself when it's just like someone behind me. And it's like, so I guess I'll just sit here and die. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather die than, be, than do, make like a faux pas, yeah. a social faux pas. And that happens Death so much better. where it's like you don't Death wanna, is better. You don't want to embarrass yourself. So you just act against your instincts. Yeah, that's not ideal. I always think about that specifically um, from did you guys remember a girl with dragon tattoo? I never saw it. Oh, okay. Well, there's a part where the like murderer basically invites someone in for like a coffee, and long story short, they end up in a bad situation. The person was probably like nervous in the beginning, right? Yeah, and the murderer has this whole like monologue when they've got them in the basement where they're like, "Isn't it funny how like you knew I was probably the murderer, but you just there was one part of you that thought." Maybe I might be embarrassed if I admit that. So I'll just go in for the coffee. <laughs> like, uh, don't you regret that now? Fuck that, Don't man. you regret that now? And I, fuck like, think that. about it all the time. I'm like, don't go in for the coffee. Yeah, let's don't stop that. <laughs> let's, make a, yeah. let's make a pledge right here, right now. If something feels wrong, just 
don't worry about hurting the other person's feelings. That's much less of a mistake. Yeah, just say no. Than if they are a dangerous person, like your instincts are telling you. Just yeah. follow that. Yeah. Follow that. Just follow that. But then just follow that. In terms of this movie, I feel like, or in this moment, it's like to be more like I just felt very sad that he's like embarrassed of looking dumb when it's like he's terrified and it's like he's sucks terrified. that people like I think if he had stayed terrified and been like oh my god help me like they wouldn't have helped and so it is just like yeah, it's oh, also high yeah. schoolers high it's schoolers. a brutal group to be embarrassed in front of <laughs> yeah. oh my god the absolute worst other other thing just to say about that is I felt like it was a missed opportunity to have Candyman come from one of the further away rooms in the reflection like when you get a Ooh. little like looks like infinite rooms have something spooky yeah. happen there that'd be kind of fun that'd be kind of fun just a thought I had um so he uh, leaves the library and he goes back to William Burke at the laundromat to kind of ask for answers this guy seems to know a thing or two about Candyman and William tells him about um the Candyman that we know from the 1992 that like Tony Todd Candyman and he basically mm -hmm. says, but well, before he gets into that, he says, Candyman isn't a he. He's the whole hive. Candyman is a way to deal with the fact that these things happen to us and that these things are still happening. And so oh. as he's saying this, he basically explains that there's been many iterations of Candyman and it's kind of flashing between the paintings that um, Anthony has been doing of each of these faces kind of match to each of the various iterations of candy man which sounds like each time he's summoned he might be someone new taking his place i'm not a hundred percent sure but that's kind of what i think he was saying like it's not just one man it's it's like an energy that's like recycled type of thing got it okay that's a pretty cool explanation and a way to like do a sequel yeah and so uh, then we see because th there's like the high school student from earlier that was at the gallery show. We see this mm -hmm. is the scene in the trailer. She goes in the bathroom. Yeah, she's at school at high school, and her and four friends decide to say Candyman in the mirror five times. And it's just a a fun murder scene. They all die. <laughs> all of them die. All, all of them die. Okay, and it's another it. one that's like filmed very cool because this um black girl comes in and they're kind of bullies to her. They're all white girls, the five girls. And the black girl is in a stall and is just hearing things happen and one of them drops a compact, like a makeup compact with a mirror in it, and so she can see from the stall <gasps> kind of what's what she could see Candyman through that mirror and like bees are buzzing around and blood's being splashed and she's just hearing screams and saying like you guys this isn't funny so it's like a, it's a very cool scene very um creative little way to show some murders <laughs> um and then Anthony realizes that he Ha has brought Candyman back. He's like kind of is realizing the severity of the situation now. And he's like, oh, fuck, goes home to Brianna. And uh, the, again, the the scab is spreading. It's all up his arm now and mm. like getting into his neck. It looks very bad. And he's getting seeming a little unhinged 
like scared and has like an energy about him that is scaring Brianna. And he's saying, I brought him back. Like, uh, this is really bad. And she yells at him. Candyman isn't real. I'll prove it to you. And turns and looks in a mirror and says, like, <gasps> Candyman, Candyman. And he says, no. And he smashes the mirror. And it's like a big, scary thing for him to do, like out of character. And he like smashes the mirror down and she gets like way freaked out. She's like, stay away from me. Stay right where you are. Like, don't come one fucking step close. Like, you do not get to do that with me. And like, just leaves the room and leave, leaves him there. And goes to stay with her brother, Troy. That is the right move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being Mm -hmm. that volatile and damaging property. Yeah. It tends to be related to uh, violence against people. That's right. And so in this moment, we get some backstory about Brianna, that her dad was also an artist who had a psychotic break and killed himself in front mm. of her. So very traumatizing. Holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my jo- she has seen some shit in her life. Wow. If I were her, I would not want to date an artist. No. So this is obviously incredibly triggering for her. And then we see the next day, Anthony wakes up. He has like passed out on top of the broken mirror and pulls a piece of the broken mirror out of his hand, his nasty hand. Ah. And uh, then he see like his fingernails are all like black. They've like died. Like his fingernails die. I don't know. They like look like when he's looking Gross. at them like what the fuck and touches them and they just slide no. off. No. No. Again, like in the fly. It's really nasty. But he finally decides to go to the fucking hospital. Should have done that a long time ago with this. Yeah, I got stung by a bee and now my hand is dying. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> this looked pretty bad a few days ago. It just took, I guess, his nails sliding off like butter Ew. for him to decide to go to the hospital. So he goes to the hospital and the thing that the nurse says to him when he gets in it, or when she sits down with him to examine him is, oh, welcome back. And he says, what? And he's like, I've never been here. I I haven't been here before. And she's like, oh, like your chart says you were born here. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, you, you, your chart like shows him like you were born here at this hospital. Wait. (laughs) Yeah, I figured this out a while ago, I think, but I didn't want to say it. I didn't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) should we reveal it now yes i I was just like what was that baby's name (laughs) (laughs) but that you literally told me like an hour ago and then immediately told me the character name and i was like can't wait to find okay yeah no i clocked the baby's name when you were telling us the retelling and then you're like this guy's name is anthony and i was like hmm Feels like they're probably one of the same. <laughs> the baby and this man. Mm-hmm. And also line up because it was the 90s, right? Yes. When it happened. Yes. When the movie came out. Yeah. Okay, so he was taken by Candyman. Yeah, so this movie takes yes. place, yeah, 30 years later. Deeply traumatic incident to not remember or be told about by your mother. Wait, he doesn't remember that. Does he remember that he's from Cabrini no. Green? Is that like referenced? He doesn't remember. He's from- I believe his mother has maybe lied about his past. So now he goes to his uh, visit his mother, who is Vanessa Williams, who played um, that the mother in the original. Oh. That rules. She's so beautiful from the trailer. Yeah. Whew. 
he confronts her and says, like, what's going on? And she admits, yes, you are the the baby that, you know, Candyman stole. And I was I lied to protect you and didn't want to, like we all took a vow to never say his name again. I thought that this would never come back to haunt us. Pretty wild that she didn't tell him when he created a Candyman art exhibit. I know. <laughs> what? I would replace that phone call. Yeah, she clearly hasn't been watching the news. Remember how she's her son is literally asking people to say Candyman's name, <laughs> daring them publicly. To. Yeah. And so he looks very upset by this news. He goes to um, back to Cabrini Green looking really defeated, like he's kind of resigned to his fate now. He's like, oh, fuck, like I've done it and it can't be undone. And uh, Brianna and Troy go back to their uh, to Brianna and Anthony's apartment to pick up some clothes and stuff. And they're kind of like yelling, like, like, Anthony, like, stay away. Like, we're just picking stuff up. But then quickly realize he's not there. And uh, they call. I think they might call his mom or something. However, it happens. They Brianna gets worried. He's like, she's like, this isn't something's up. And I need to, like, figure out where he is because he's not acting himself. And she finds a pen from the laundromat in Cabrini Green and remembers that he had mentioned that he met a man at a laundromat there. And she's like, "Okay, I'll go to the laundromat and find out if this guy knows anything, William. And she goes to the laundromat and the... She goes into like the manager's office and there's a few doors in the office and one of them is just staircase, a staircase down to like a very dark basement or like underground tunnels or something. And Mm -mm. again, she just closed the door. She's like, nope, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Smart, smart choice. Love to see that. And turns to leave. And then the other the main door is locked and she can't get out now and she's jiggling the handle trying to get out and we see someone grab her from behind and pull her down into that staircase and um then we flash back to again young william from the opening scene at same age presumably just a, a while after um the opening scene took place and he is in his house with his sisters and they're saying, you know, this is, you're too young for this. Get out of here. This isn't for you. And close the door, the bathroom door. And we hear them say Candyman five times into the mirror. Um, and then like a loud noise and he's calls out to them. No answer. Eventually pushes the door open and we just see blood everywhere, bees everywhere. And he he looks up to the shower and a hook pulls back the shower curtain. And we see the same um, man from earlier that he had seen beaten to death. Oh, so then he maybe took the form of Candyman after being murdered by the police. Okay, okay. That makes sense. And so we go back to present day and Brianna is tied up in an old, like, abandoned church, the whatever, the church in Cabrini Green. And William and Anthony are at the front of the church. Anthony is completely out of it. 
one of his eyes is like milky now the the scabbing has spread to his basically whole side of his face he looks basically not in his mind is just kind of um grunting and william seems to have some sort of like master plan here that i didn't fully understand but he reveals that he has uh called the police and that they will um they will gun anthony down and then that way he can create a new legend with Candyman as an instrument of vengeance rather than a symbol of black pain and suffering. Um, which I'm not, I don't totally quite connect the dots here of this plan, but either way, he's, he's trying to get Anthony killed to further the what? Candyman myth. Yeah, I don't totally get it, but. Okay. And it's just a coincidence that he happened to have come back. Like, it's not like he orchestrated him, like, ha having this physical breakdown. Like, is he working for the candy? Like, I'm confused. I think it's just like is he, he has, he had maybe thought that it was done and like a closed book. And he's like, well, now that it's happening again, I have to control the narrative of it or something. Because William? I okay. like, yeah, William, because it's it's personal to him. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. All right. Sure. And I guess thought being like, okay, well, if twice a black man who then becomes Candyman is murdered by the police, they turn Candyman into like a vehicle for avenging those wrongful deaths as opposed to to being lynched i feel like i mean i i really don't know i think it's pretty confusing the way that they do it and i think part of it is just like a meta commentary of like that's what this film is doing like this film is like we want to rewrite right, the story okay. of Candyman in general as like not just about black pain and suffering and okay. so i think it gets a little lost in the logistics of it i don't know unless i just mi missed okay. something but i think it's like a little bit meta as well is maybe why it doesn't make as much like logical sense okay but so then we see william pulling out a fucking like hacksaw uh, ooh, like a table saw thing and he's like no but some part of the legends you just gotta keep the same and he saws off anthony's arm what and he pulls a nasty hook out of a box and what the jams fuck? it into the stump ah! what the fuck and you and ties wraps a belt around it and ties it real tight and he's like yeah the cops are gonna get here and they're gonna gun him down like this and brianna has the pen the laundromat pen in uh within reach she like fishes it out of her pocket so she's like she sees all this she happening. sees all this she's happening like yes he's like telling her and he's and which is also confusing and i'll say why he's telling her in a minute but she is basically you know fiddling to get her hands free eventually gets them free and runs and um stabs him once but just like enough to get away and makes a run for it and William is chasing her 
and chases her through the, I think they're like underground tunnels. It's very creepy and spooky and very dark. And she's running with like her cell phone light and he has a camera light. So it looks very cool, but it's also very scary. Eventually he catches up to her and she turns and takes the pen and stabs him through the eye with it. He falls down, falls backwards on his back, and she just stabs him over and over and over and over and over in the face. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. It's really gnarly. And we hear Anthony's voice say, I think he's dead. And she, like, turns and looks up, and he's uh, half himself, half, like, dying, like he's not he's not doing well. And yeah. he collapses into her arms. She's crying. She's like, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like. And we hear the sirens, the police sirens coming. And she's like, they're almost here. They're almost here. Like, we'll get you to a hospital. And uh, she calls for them, says, like, he's in here. He's in here. They come in and they shoot Anthony and kill him. Uh, and he's, like, lying, like, passed out already. It's, yeah, not good. Horrifying. And she's sobbing. And they pull her into the back of, they, like, put her in the back of a cop car and say, you know, we got a call that Candyman was here, or the man that's like pretending to be Candyman or whatever, because they don't, I don't think they know that the legend is real or whatever. So they're like, we got this call and you were going to be a victim. We saved you. And like, that's, that's the story. Unless you want the story to be that you were an accomplice. He's your boyfriend. You guys did this together. So like, pick your, pick you tell me what's the story going to be. Oh, that's fucked up. And you see her panicked, not knowing what to do. And she sees her reflection in the mirror, in the rear, yes, rear view mirror. Yes. And she says, Candyman, 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 Candyman. And we see Candyman revived now as Anthony. Yep. Okay. And we just see cops left and right being slaughtered <laughs> by oh some God. invisible force and the cop that's in the front seat that was threatening Brianna is looking terrified like what the fuck is going on and Candyman says they say I will shed innocent blood but you are far from innocent uh, but they will say that you are and that's all that matters oh, which is really fucking sad I don't know what that just hit me <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. Then it's kind of confusing because she's watching all this. Ha it's a really cool scene. And she turns a corner as he goes out of sight and she is able to see him. Um, and he's has bees all over his head. So his face is not visible. It's just like a swarm of bees around the head as he guts another cop slices him with the hook. And then he turns and walks towards her and the bees kind of clear. And we see that it's now Tony Todd, digitally de-aged, okay. like the Irishman. <laughs> wow. And he says to her, tell everyone. And that's the end of the movie. Whoa. Whoa. I'm a little confused about Whoa. Anthony's, like, like physical whatever's happening to him throughout the movie, because is it basically like the Candyman has found him 
and wants to kill him again. Yeah, or like, like, you know what I mean? The handyman had taken him when he was a baby and then he like, yeah, yeah. has been sort of marked since birth or, yes. or then he returned to the place. So the king was like, aha, I got you again or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest that I'm pretty confused about all of it as well. I'm going I'm <laughs> to read some articles because I bet there's, there's articles that are yeah. going to sort of try to tell me what the deal is. And I, I do want to know. I am very intrigued. I listened to the me pop too. culture happy hour about it, which I've just been loving pop culture happy hour lately. And um, they had some really interesting things to say about it. I just feel like. Uh, but one thing that they did say was that it like suffers from a third act kind of yeah like they don't know yeah. what to do necessarily yeah. yeah so i think part of it is that it just is like very confusing <laughs> yeah and it's clearly trying to say and do a lot which yes. is cool but that is hard to achieve right. no matter what right damn um wow i'm intrigued i feel like i could watch it except for the part where he cuts off the arm and shoves a hook into it, you know? Yeah, that I don't, part, that's I was like, where I also you know? went, and I won't. Yep. See and it. I think that's where you lost me. I think I'll probably see it again, just because I feel like it is saying so much, and I would like to kind of decipher it more and more. It seems like it it would be um, an interesting second watch, knowing mm-hmm. a little bit more about the original Candyman, which I might also rewatch. But, yeah, everybody... That isn't too scared. Go see it. Um, well, fuck yeah, Sammy. Thank you so much for uh, telling us that. Yeah. It was a wild ride. Woo! I'm glad wild to know about ride. it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good one and much anticipated and was very happy to finally be able to see it. And there are, as we've previously said, a just slew of new releases coming. So I think probably the rest of our September episodes will all be new releases, which is fun. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, I love you guys so much. Love you guys. Love you so much. And love you endlessly. Oh, I like we haven't recorded in a while. I forgot how we say goodbye. No voices. I guess he does like a, he does like a, I am the, I don't know. He does a spooky voice at the end. Okay, let's do a spooky voice. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Good Goodbye. Goodbye. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And you can also rate or review us on Apple Podcasts, which helps other people find us. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast or join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast, where we will have two bonus episodes a month. And later this month, we are going to be hearing some ghost stories from you guys, which I'm excited and nervous about. So be sure to check that out. Uh, If not, we will be back next week with another episode and we will talk to you then. Bye.